Hey there, hi there. Ooh, look at that whore over there. Oh, that's my mom. Sorry, mom. Welcome to Hysterical Horizons. I'm your host, Amber Gamer Guy, and today we're going to be talking about Twitter insanity. It's a disease that a lot of you seem to be suffering from. I think that since this last election, a great deal of you have spent more than five hours of your time on Twitter each day. At the very least, you've spent an hour. And even that one hour of Twitter every day has just reminded you that we're fucked! We're fucked! We're fucking fucked! And I don't blame you for freaking out when you realize how fucked this country possibly could be. But I actually have good news for you. It's not as fucked as we think. See, the reason that the country is fucked is because we're all fucking retarded and a little bit fucking insane. But Twitter is mostly responsible for the insanity. I mean, I'm still mentally retarded, but I've definitely gotten over my insanity this past year. And the only way I really did that was just getting rid of my phone and staying off Twitter. And if I did use Twitter, it was just not giving a fuck about what I was saying. Oh, is this person saying this shit? Well, fuck them. Let's say whatever the fuck comes to mind and have fun doing it. Because honestly, if we're taking Twitter seriously, that's only going to result in pure fucking insanity. What good is taking this service seriously going to do for us? We've tried taking it seriously. We've posted serious things. We've tried to raise serious awareness. And we might as well just have been standing in town square jerking off. I think we would have got more attention that way. This sounds like a lecture like I'm just pissed off at a lot of you, but the fact of the matter is most of you are just fucking sheep who have been manipulated by rich celebrities who are telling you, go vote blue, go vote red, how about go vote fuck yourself? How about that? How about we stop worrying about presidents and politics and we start caring and worrying about each other instead? Hmm? Could this possibly not be the key to America's future? We've, we've relied on these fuckers, okay? We've voted in presidents, we've voted in congressmen, we've done the dog and pony show a bunch and uh, nothing's come of it. Really, nothing has. This country has not drastically changed. The only times at which this country has drastically changed is when the people literally demanded it, when the people have had the fuck enough and took shit into their own fucking hands. What the fuck do you think started the Civil War? Now, I'm not suggesting we need to go out and rebel because, quite frankly, it's not necessary at this point in time. We have the internet. We have ways to communicate with one another, ways to rally with one another. But we choose to instead use these systems to divide each other. And it's really fucking retarded. And at a certain point, it does kind of piss me the fuck off. How can I, a retard, sit here and see the utter futility in everything that we are doing as Americans on Twitter and politically, as a matter of fact? How can I see the futility being a fucking retard, but none of you can? Do you not think it's futile? Do you not want it to be futile? Do you not want to accept reality? What's Biden going to do for us other than just be a better public speaker than Trump? You know, the Trump supporters and the really deranged ones are just going to be furious that he wins. So realistically, we're still going to be the divided states of America, even under Biden. Because we're not focused on each other, we're focused on who's leading the country, and that just enables us to attack who's ever voting for the other person who might lead the country. It's ridiculous. 
It's not amounting to anything. But we keep thinking it will. Oh, I have to vote blue. I have to vote my conscience. We have to vote this oppressor out. Uh, Democrats can be just as much an oppressor as the Republicans. At the very least, the Republicans aren't kind of systematically trying to destroy small business, which is a fact. Democrats are very much and have very much been trying to do that for years. This is a fact. I'm someone who stands in the middle and looks at the fact that both parties don't give a fuck about us, and they're only seen to be interested in their own individual political goals, and that's why they're fighting and bickering amongst each other, because it has nothing to do with uniting people. It has nothing to do with fixing this country. It has to do with one rich asshole getting one up on another rich asshole. And we're the dumb fucks caught in the middle fucking praying to these rich assholes like they're the fucking saviors of the universe. But I don't know. I'm fucking tired of talking about this shit. I don't think it's going to do any fucking good to lecture you people. Because you either already know, hey, voting isn't going to do a damn bit of good. Or you're already going, vote blue, vote red, and um... Yeah, vote for whoever the fuck you want. I just don't want you to be so fucking disappointed when you get the election results and either you've lost or you've won, and then a few months you realize nothing's fucking changed. But if Biden does win, I guarantee you that liberals won't fucking notice a thing. They will become so damn complacent again, just like they were under Obama, that we will actually regress as a society. Because the one thing Trump kind of has fucking done positively for us is taught us not to trust our political leaders as far as we can throw their fat old asses. So why are we now trusting Biden and Camilla fucking Harris? These people have never had the people's interests at heart. Why the fuck do we think they're going to have them now? Oh, because Trump's such a really bad guy. So these really greedy, rich fuckers who have never cared about the American citizens, Camilla Harris fucking threw black people after black people in jail for fucking marijuana, when she was a judge, okay? This bitch does not care about people. Biden doesn't care about people. You know how much Biden didn't care about people? He fucking started the criminal law act that is responsible for disproportionately putting black people behind bars and the fucker still has not apologized for it yet. He hasn't mentioned it yet. He's not willing to own up to his fucking mistakes either. What makes him better than Trump? He's a better liar. We know, we, we don't know when he's bullshitting us. You know, we think he's playing the part better. None of that makes a damn bit of difference in terms of this country getting better. I mean, I don't get why I can't be on my high horse. You all are on your high horse telling me that, you know, oh, if you don't want to vote, then you're just giving a vote to the oppressor. You know, if you just want to sit there and be lazy and do nothing. No, I think you want to sit there and be lazy and fucking do nothing. You want to vote in a president to do the job for you. Why don't we just fart can start getting out, using our money, our resources, our connections, the tools, our resources, the gadgets we fucking have at our disposal to do something good for the country. All you liberals seem to be really motivated at fixing the fuck shit in this country. So why don't you get up off your asses and do it? A lot of you have money. Now, you normal liberal citizens, not as much pissed off at you. You liberal celebrities, though, go fuck yourselves. You know this political shit does no good. You know it is a dog and pony show. That's why I'm so fucking sick of Ron fucking Perlman, who I used to fucking love. This dude hates James Woods for saying, like, belligerent, 
nasty shit politically. And what does Ron Perlman do? The same fucking thing, but he thinks he's justified because, oh, he's shaming the right side. No, you don't like him because of the language you use, they use. You don't like him because of the way they talk. Then you damn sure better not fucking emulate them. I don't give a shit, so I'll talk however the fuck I want because I'm not being a fucking hypocrite. I'm not standing here going, Trump's a fucking bully. Republicans are fucking bullies. And then, you know, bullying fucking Republicans just out of spite. I think that both sides need to be fucking bullied at this point because both of you fuckers think you're no different than the other. But when you hear that, you just go, fuck you, you must be on the other side. Why can't you fucking think that maybe some of us aren't on any fucking side? Maybe some of us are on the side of America. Which sounds like something a fucking Republican would say, but when I say America, I'm talking about the American citizens, our people, our fucking family. This could be the greatest nation in the world if we'd ever get off our asses and make it so. What the fuck are we doing, people? We thought comedians were going to ride over the fucking hill like Gandalf the White at the end of the Twin Towers, saving the fucking day from this dictator. And then what did all you liberals do? You started canceling comedians left and right. It wasn't the conservatives doing that shit. You were the ones literally talking about these people like they were going to be our saviors. And then you start canceling the ones that you disagree with. Did you do that because you couldn't get any headway with Trump? You know, it was very hard to get him impeached since we haven't been able to fucking do it, evidently. And uh, we couldn't get anywhere really shaming him or anybody who was doing anything fucking wrong in this country. So we just tried to find any target that we could where we could get some fucking results, no matter if we were ruining good people's lives or not, you know? It didn't fucking matter. Somebody came out and said, Hey, I was dating this transgender girl one time. Beautiful, beautiful woman. She asked me, Daddy, would you like to go to Victoria's Secret so you can pick out something sexy for me to wear? And I responded, Absolutely, baby. That sounds like a dream day to me. And as we're walking to Victoria's Secret, I get a worried expression from her face. I look over, and all of a sudden, I hear this. Honey, find the toilet quick! I gotta take a piss! Okay, baby, I will find you that toilet immediately. And I will walk as far in front of you as I possibly can, as fast as I can to find that toilet as fast for you as I possibly can. I'm not possibly walking far in front of you out of ear and eye shot so I can laugh at what the fuck just happened because I'm not laughing at you and I don't want to make you feel horrible about yourself, but that was some funny shit because I've seen that shit happen in movies. It's like you're dating the, the girl you think's a beautiful girl, but then the deep voice comes in and you're like, oh, fuck. But what happens when you're in that situation and you already know that, you know, there's a sausage instead of a taco? What if you're totally cool with that? And then the voice hits you and you're just like, okay. Whoa, guess you know, lost control of the modulation of your voice that you've been training for. That's okay, it happens, you know. But we're not supposed to notice those things. Why? So that the person can just feel horrible about themselves and push it the fuck down? Because that's what happened later. I walked in on the person using the bathroom and uh, they were standing up here and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I'm like, that doesn't bother me, I don't. You do you. What's this all I wasn't supposed to be doing this about? Then you sit down to watch a movie with her, and it's like, hey, want to watch an action flick? I'm not supposed to like action movies. I used to when I was the other person, but now that I'm my new fabulous self, I'm just not supposed to like those kinds of things. That sounds... I wanted to just fucking say, that sounds retarded, but 
I was told you're not supposed to say that by transgendered activists. So I just kept listening and kept my fucking mouth shut. As you know, we're supposed to. Because evidently when we talk about this shit, which can be both funny and true, we're just hurting people and we're not possibly raising issues that need to be discussed because some people are fucking confused big time. Like, you know, when the beautiful transgender girl comes to you one day when you've been living together for a while, it's like, honey, I need you to start calling me good boy, not good girl, because I need to go back to the person I used to be. I'm not happy being this fabulous new person as much as I thought I was. And so call me good boy instead. At this point, I did everything that a, that a, a non-trans person is supposed to not do. I was like, um, no. I'm just kidding. No, I literally went along with it. There was a part of my brain telling me, I just wanted to tell him, no, you are so confused, hun. Like one day you're a girl and you're feeling this. And then now all of a sudden you just gone a complete like, whoosh. this is like a lot. And it's not that it's not okay to change, but it's like, you're changing so rapidly that I don't think you truly know what you want. And I think maybe you need to take more time to explore this shit before you start locking down going, I'm this gender. No, I'm this gender. And I wonder how many transgender people are going through that exact same, like, fucked up level of confusion where there's nothing to really point them in any kind of direction. I mean, I know some of the trans jokes are going to trigger some of them, but that's not the comedian's fault. That's the fault of the fucked up people who have abused that person and the transgender person who is hearing a joke that's meant to make them laugh at a fucked up situation from their life or meant to just make them laugh, period, or maybe meant to teach them about something, you know, it can be one of those three things. They'd rather see that comedian as the person who is bullying them and truly treating them abusively, and instead of either growing stronger and getting a tough, thick skin and realizing there are people who are going to mistreat you and you just have to suck it up, and going to see comedians like this could be part of toughening your act up, or you just decide, no, I'm going to fucking cancel this piece of shit. I couldn't get anywhere with anybody else, but I'm going to cancel this piece of shit. That's insanity, folks. It's almost like Twitter insanity. You can't get anywhere with the actual thing that you desire, and you're so confused with your life that you just want to start taking anger out on other people. Now, don't get me wrong. I go on Twitter and troll some people that annoy the shit out of me all the time. The difference is, I realize I'm trolling them. I realize it's not going to do any good other than the fact that it's making me laugh. When I see a dickhead game developer posting a picture of the PS5 controller and then saying nothing about the controller, not talking about anything, just going, ooh, look at me, I got the controller early. I'm like, fuck you, you attention whore. You make video game scores for a living, and you need this level of attention to go, Ooh, look, because of my connections, I got shit early that you can't. I don't even care. Like, I'm not going to play the console, but when I see that shit, yeah, that's right, I don't have it pre-ordered, don't care. I got plenty of games on my PS4, my Wii U, which I fucking love. That's a great system. The Wii U is an amazing system. I'd much rather be playing that than the PS5 right now. You know why? Because the Wii U actually has a library of kick-ass fucking games that the PS5 ain't going to fucking have at launch. So all you people who see those fuckers teasing you, don't feel sorry about it. But that's why it pissed me off. How many gamers out there are feeling shitty because they couldn't get a pre-order for the PS5 or the new Xbox, you know? That sucks. And this douchebag, he's not going, oh, look at this thing and let me tell you about it, you know. 
Let me show you what you're missing so you can at least kind of imagine it. It's just like, hey, look what I got, fuckers. And you call this person out and it's just like, okay, all right. Can you just admit that you posted the picture just for the sake of attention? And it kind of makes you a little bit of a dick. But, you know, if you admit it, you're at least a man about it. And then this fucker just wanted to defend himself. Well, Twitter is just a place where you're supposed to seek attention. So you're just being rude. Nah, you're just being an arrogant piece of shit. And I find that fucking hilarious. Because literally, I, I, I troll people waiting to see how they're going to respond. Are these people going to be as arrogant as, as I think they will be? Or are they actually going to, I don't know, show that they're humble and like, yeah, I was just trying to get attention, but you know, what the fuck, right? Had you said some shit like that, I'd gone, okay, that's fine. But see, this is the problem with Twitter as a whole. How many of you political fuckers are actually really being political and really saying vote blue to vote blue? How many of you are just saying this shit for fucking attention? I know damn well that's what Paul Rudd did when he went out to a fucking voting center and was handing out cookies. Listen, I love Paul Rudd. I'm shitting on celebrities I fucking love. But they're pissing me off. Paul Rudd, Ron Perlman, all these liberal celebrities, Rob Reiner, all these motherfuckers, John Cusack. You have the motherfucking money to put your money where your fucking fat trap mouth is. Okay? You can support the right candidates. You can get votes for the right candidates by using your own money to create your own lobbyists. Don't you fucking get how politics work? The average American citizen has no fucking clue how it works. We think we go in a booth and we vote and it actually does some shit. There's the electoral college which holds most of the power and that power is held through the power of fucking lobbyists. The only way you can fucking jive with that kind of power is if you've got the fucking resources to do it. And those resources are cold, hard cash. Most of us don't have those fucking resources. Most of us are retarded and just doing the best that we fucking can. This is why I actually blame celebrities now more than the people in charge of the government. Now, I don't blame comedians as much because y'all fuckers make way less money and y'all, for the most part, are trying to raise awareness. For the most part. There are comedians who fall into the liberal douche nozzle bracket too, but I will let you be the judge of them because the only comedian I really know who doesn't fall into that category, and I will say for a fucking fact, you should listen to every fucking thing that he does because he is smarter than me, he's funnier than me, and he's probably the only person who knows what the fuck's going on in the world, and that is my man, Bill Burr. Go listen to the Monday morning podcast. Go listen to the Thursday afternoon podcast, all right? This dude knows what's up. He knows how to stay positive. He's even gotten over some of the anger issues he had. Now I'm fucking picking up the torch and just going, I'll be angry for you, Bill. I'm tired of being positive when I'm feeling fucking pissed off at some shit. I'd rather be angry in a funny way. I'd rather just have fun being angry. I don't think it's something that you Twitter people have learned how to do yet. See, I realized something really fucking cool. I'd have none of this material if it wasn't for you fuckers. If it wasn't for those damn celebrities thinking that telling you bitches to go out and vote would actually do a damn bit of good, I wouldn't have been able to sit here and run my fucking mouth and get your fucking attention to hear me. Because why the fuck else am I doing this? Yeah, I want attention as much as everybody else does. But the only difference with the level of attention I fucking want 
is I actually want to say the shit that I'm not hearing out of everybody else. I want to say the shit that comes to mind that seems logical and true that people might not necessarily fucking agree with, that people might fucking hate me for because I'm not seeing a lot of other people saying the shit. There are very few people who are willing to just fucking take the gloves off and look at both parties and go, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Vote for whoever the fuck you want. I mean, you don't have to not vote. If you want to get out in that social atmosphere, be my guest. But please, people, stop acting like handing out cookies at voting centers and casting your vote is something important. It's not. How we treat each other is important. And until we fix that shit, the votes won't ever fucking matter. Even if our votes did matter. Like, let's just say I'm just a fucking retard, because I am, and that our votes actually do something. I'll admit it. I don't think I'm right about everything. But I also can't stop looking at this shit going, you know what? I don't give a shit who wins the fucking election. I care more about the fallout of the divide of America that's going to happen over the next four years, regardless of who's in political office. There are going to be a lot of butthurt people on one side of the aisle, no matter what. And until we learn how to deal with the people we disagree with, we're going to turn this country upside fucking down. Because you want to vote Trump out of office because he's got a lot of supporters. Actually, not as many as you'd think. I would say roughly 25% of his supporters are the true fucking sociopathic psycho cunts that you really need to be afraid of. But psycho cunts, please don't take offense to that because I'm actually kind of trying to get people to stop poking you. Because, see, I recognize that you're a bear with fully automatic weapons and not a fuck to give about the world. And I see all these liberal, arrogant douche nozzles just going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That scares me more than walking up to a white supremacist and calling them a fucking nigger. Yeah, I said it. I think it'd be hilarious. You walk up to a group of Klansmen just go, you're a fucking nigger. That would not scare me at all. It would piss them off and I'd have to start running. But I wouldn't be as scared of those fuckers. They tend to stay hidden. They actually tend to give a fuck because most of those people in those fucking Klan rallies tend to work jobs at kind of important places and they don't want that shit found out. But there's this other, this other group of crazy white people with guns and nothing to do and very little jobs and very little fucking surveillance on them. So, you know, maybe since we know these people have nothing but screws loose and we can't trust the police to protect us, Maybe we shouldn't keep poking the psychotic bear thinking it's going to do something good. Just a fucking thought, maybe? Like, what if y'all blue voters win and that sends the most sociopathic Trump supporters over the fucking ledge and they just remember all the shit that you call them during the election and they're just like, well, now that our savior's gone, it's carte blanche on you, motherfuckers. Got a little dark there, didn't it? But that's the shit we're not thinking about. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's a fucking possibility that we need to be aware of because nobody's thinking about it. Everybody's just thinking, we could just go around and bully whoever the fuck we want. 
They're voting for Trump. Who the fuck cares? Well, if these people really do have the screw loose like you fucking think, do we want to keep making mass shooters and school shooters? Do we really want to keep doing this shit? We don't like Trump, and we don't like that bullying attitude because it's coming from a place of hate and anger, and yet all we're doing is emulating the worst shit he's doing. But you liberals can't see it because you're not talking in a racist way, and a lot of you aren't really using those bad words, man. Those words you're not supposed to say. I know you're not supposed to say nigger, but I think it'd be hilarious if you walked up and called Donald Trump a nigger. And I don't know why people wouldn't laugh at that. Oh, because a white person said the N-word to another white person just so they could say the N-word? Yeah, so they could say the N-word to prove the point that white people created the most evil word in the fucking human language and we need to swivel that bitch back around. I mean, nigger doesn't have anything to do with their skin color. They tried to act like it did. What they really, every time you hear a fucking white cocksucker saying that word, they're like, you fucking lazy piece of shit, nigger. So nigger obviously means you're a lazy, horrific piece of shit. Well, that doesn't apply to black people. They're the hardest working people next to Mexicans. I mean, they work the shitty jobs, they got whipped left and right, and they still pick the damn cotton. There were slaves who were rebelling and killing their slave owners, and then there were other slaves who were just like, no, I'm doing my fucking job. I'm not going to get fucking hung for this shit later on. I'm going to do my fucking job and hope that things are going to work out well for me. Those are hardworking, good people who have been fucking disparaged and put down and fucking separated from the same shit that we have, the same resources. You know, there are some black families who have fucking climbed out of that pitch black fucking hole. But there aren't a lot of them. There are a lot of them still stuck in poverty. There are a lot of them in lower income neighborhoods where they can barely get jobs, they can barely get food, they can barely support their families. And that shit ain't on them. When we desegregated this country, we didn't do it properly. We made sure that if blacks were going to a school, it was like the worst white school possible. And even if it wasn't then, we'd make sure it would become that by not funding those schools. We'd make sure that the blacks would stay out of the white neighborhoods because back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and before that, and even during the 90s, there were places, especially in Alabama and the South, where cops would see black people going into certain towns and would harass them the fuck out of those towns. Now what do we get with cops? Cops just harass basically everybody, but they're still allowed to get away with murdering black people out of pure fear. See, the statistics for police brutality do not show the epidemic that the news wants you to believe. But the news is also not talking about this in a way that's kind of shining a spotlight on the real fucking problem here. There's the black person who's afraid of the cop, and they run. Justified makes sense. Then there's the cop, who you have a couple of scenarios for. Maybe they're actually a good cop, and they see the person running, and they were on a call that actually had to do with some kind of life-threatening shit. This person's going to be, like, all, hamped up, all hyped up on adrenaline, they're going to be fucked up in the head, and more likely than not, they're going to make a bad choice. Now, does that mean that I'm defending that taking of an innocent life? No. What I am saying, though, is blaming cops carte blanche for what they're doing isn't solving anything, because that's the equivalent of when a rabid dog gets out of your neighbor's house and goes and bites a bunch of kids just fucking taking an axe and killing the dog. Like, I mean, you probably fucking at that point have to put the rabid dog down, 
because it's just going to keep fucking biting people. But by that same breath, what about the fucker who let the rabid dog loose and is just like, it's not my fucking fault. I have no idea how that happened. Really? So you weren't, you know, training the dog properly. You weren't giving it proper nutrition. You weren't giving it a proper living, possibly, you know. It's like, what happens? Rabid dogs fucking become rabid dogs and bite people. But that ain't on the dog's fault. The dog just went full berserker. What caused the dog to go full berserker? Where's the training in these police departments? Where's the psychological profilings? You know, you ever seen the movie Lethal Weapon? And they constantly had like the fucking therapist shrink always up Martin Riggs' ass because he was always like fucking over the edge and like a loose fucking volatile cannon of a cop. I mean, he was shown to be a good cop by the end of the movies, but sure. That's a movie. Where the fuck are the real shrinks, you know, working on these fucking cops? Oh, yeah, budget cuts. We'd rather buy them guns and toys than pay them a decent wage and give them the proper training and the proper personnel to make sure they don't make mistakes. Cops are honestly under more stress than a soldier is. And I want you to think about that realistically. Think about this. You get deployed to Iraq. You're there for however long your deployment is. You know you're in a war zone 24-7. There isn't this, I'm in a war zone, then I go home. I'm in a war zone, then I go home. That fucks with your mind in a way that I can't possibly imagine. When you're sitting at the barracks deployed overseas, you have this knowledge that you're in a safe zone, but you're still in a war zone. But when you're a cop, when you go home, you don't necessarily feel that you're in a safe zone. You feel that you're in a constant war zone 24-7. I have been abused and brutalized by police and nearly have my life destroyed by them. So please, if I'm talking positively or trying to point out some shit, it's not because, oh, fucking blue lives matter, guys. No, here's the deal. The reality is that all lives matter, but we're not actually focusing on the lives that matter right now. See, black lives are being disproportionately abused and the sense that people just don't give a shit what's happening to them. Now, I think beyond the cop shit, there's actually more things affecting the African-American community that's even more horrific than just the police brutality. Police brutality is something that people will either agree with or disagree with, but I think when you look at living environments, school environments, how hard it is for certain people of color to get decent jobs even when they're totally qualified for it, you know, there are real problems affecting the African-American community, and, and cops are one of them. I'm not saying they're not, but this is the problem with the world. We're focusing on one problem that is extreme and does need to be given a spotlight, but the problem with that spotlight is it also kind of adds on to that problem. If black people are already deathly afraid of police, and honestly, that's coming from years and years and years and, and cycles of abuse... Just go listen to uh, Richard Pryor live on Netflix. It is startling to listen to some of his jokes about, you know, cops killing niggas and how they like to use that chokehold on niggas. And this is also why, as a white person, I so fucking use the word because I've heard comedians use it and I've hung out with black friends who used it and we've used it together in a joking way. There was never a sense of hate. So I never understood that. I can't repeat a joke without going, 
uh, with Richard Pryor, you know, he said, uh, cops kill the N-words, you know, you know, cops kill the N-words. It's like, that, I think that pussy-ass shit makes you look more like a racist. It's like, if you're afraid to say it, there's a reason you're afraid to say it. Because you're afraid you're gonna fucking mean it. You're afraid you're gonna say it in the worst fucking way possible. No. It's a word. Words only have power if we give them power. If you go up to an innocent black person and call them that, or actually, I'll tell you a lesson I learned. Even if there's a not-so-innocent black person who you might want to actually just hurt with the word because it's literally going to hurt them worse than kicking them in the nuts. And some of these people deserve to be kicked in the nuts. But you know what sucks about that? And there's a lot of people going, oh my god, this guy's actually racist. What the fuck? Let me finish. Here's the part that no white person ever thinks about when they're like, well, I'm not a racist. I'm just using the N-word because I really want to hurt this one black person because they're a fucking asshole. And unless you're in a private setting, you're going to hurt a random black person who had nothing to do with that because they're not going to know what the fuck's going on. They're going to see a white person calling a black person a nigger out of anger and out of hate, and that's going to trigger some shit, and you're going to hurt that person. And that's the fucked up part. Because everybody assumes. And you know what? That's why when you're using a word like that, the context is fucking king. It's why, even if I think a black person's being an asshole to me, calling them the N-word is totally out of the fucking question because you're taking it to a place of racism. If you use that word on a black person, that's racist. When you use it in a joke, it can be funny depending on the context of the joke. And when you use the word nigger in a hateful, angry way towards a person who's white, that shit is both funny and fucking awesome. Seriously, what would, wouldn't it be great if at Charlottesville, everybody just walked up to those white supremacists like, You're the fucking niggers! You're the lazy niggers! You're the lazy niggers! Fuck you, lazy niggers! Just white and black people marching together, calling white supremacists lazy niggers. That would make an awesome scene out of a movie, and that's where my fucked up brain gets shit like that from. I don't see it in reality. I don't see it like, oh yeah, if we did that in the real world, everybody would get it and it would work. It probably wouldn't, but the idea itself is hilarious. It's hilarious mainly because the supremacists would be like, what the fuck is going on? This, this is the last shit I expected. And that's what makes it so funny. You go up, you call a person in a fucking KKK hood, you fucking nigger. They're going to be like, what the fuck? That's priceless. But we're too scared to use it on the right people. You know, we either want to rap the N word and then go, yo, what's up, nigger? And, you know, have their friends not know what the fuck's going on because they're like, is this white person with you? Or is this white person just calling you a nigga because they think it's okay? It's like, that's only okay if you know the person, if you're friends with them, and if they said it to you first, and if you looked at them like, am I allowed? And they're like, yeah, of course you're allowed. But then there's a problem that creates with that is if you hang out with a black dude for so long and you're just shooting the shit between each other privately, you forget when you get out in the real world that other people aren't going to be aware of that fucking relationship and they're just going to see a white person who's acting all black and they're going to be like, either you're appropriating a culture or you're being racist. Now, I think I've really begun to understand the whole appropriating the culture thing and why it pisses black people off. And, you know, there are white people who do try to bring up, like, Bill Burr made this great joke, like, well, do you see me getting pissed off at a black dude when he's fucking skateboarding, man? <laughs> like, you me go, hey, hey, some white dude in California invented that shit, you're not allowed. Like, no, white people don't do that because there's actually a real reason why it pisses off black people. 
And it never occurred to me until, I don't know, it just struck me like a bolt of lightning. They don't like seeing a bunch of us white motherfuckers loving the shit out of their culture when we're not standing up for them. I know now that a lot of liberals are saying that it's the black people's job to go out and speak out against police brutality, and maybe it is. I don't want to say it's not their job since I'm the white person and I'm not allowed, but I do want to point out that since we created the mess, I look at it like it's not as in they shouldn't get to speak about what's happening to them. It's more like, oh my God, we've done this to you. We should be the ones to fix this. You should be able to sit at home, chill on the couch, smoke a bowl, watch some TV, and just have a good day while the white people fix the shit that we fucked up for you for so fucking long. That's what I mean by I think white people should be, you know, leading the fucking way. Not because we're better, because we're not. It's because we've created the fucking problem. And if you are the one who goes up and punches somebody in the face, you got to make up for that shit. We didn't intentionally punch every black person in the face, but a lot of our ancestors did, and are idly standing by just looking at the disparaging fucking differences between our communities, like, well, that's just the way it is, is why black people hate us stealing their culture. It's why black people hate the white savior narrative movie. Not because it's bad for the white person to come in and fix the problems they created, but just because it pisses them off because they never see it fucking happen. So all it is is just a fantasy piece that makes white people feel better. Oh yeah, we get to save these people. We've done our jobs. I never fucking felt that when I watched shit like The Last Samurai or Tears of the Sun. I always watch that shit going, okay, this is what we have to do. There are people in need of help who are being fucking abused and we've helped the abusers. So it's our fucking job to save these people. How the fuck can't you see reality that way? Does it really take a retard to just see things that clearly? Just be like, hey, we made the mess. We need to pick the mess up so everybody can enjoy their day. But then some white liberals are going to be telling me, you're not allowed to say those things. You're not allowed to say anything you're saying on this podcast. Oh, you mean like all the comedians you tried to cancel when they were fucking trying to speak the truth about Donald Trump? Whose side are you fuckers on? Some of this shit needs to be said. Not every fucking thought that gives you a knee-jerk reaction comes from an evil, hateful fucking place. Sometimes it comes from a place of pure fucking frustration like this podcast. See, I've gotten to be able to control my anger in a way, but frustration is something that's seeping in still to this fucking day. And it only seeps in when I look on Twitter. And I've got to stop doing that shit like the rest of you. See, I fucking think I can go on there and just have fun fucking mocking people who are doing stupid shit, and, and, and like it's gonna, it's gonna make my day better. And it doesn't. Sitting here talking this shit out in a way that I know... Number one, the viewership isn't going to be high anyway. But number two, I'm not directing this at anyone in particular. I'm sitting here trying to work this shit out in my head and instead of just talking to myself, which isn't going to amount to anything because I have these thoughts all the time and I don't know what else the fuck to do with them other than just go, all right, let's put this message in a fucking bottle, send it out to sea and see what the fuck happens. Because... While I have tried to make y'all laugh in the last couple of 
podcasts more frequently, and I do love doing comedy, and I love standing up here just being funny, I've tried to do this kind of podcast about this subject more times than any other podcast. I was able to knock all those other you know, fucking Hysterical Horizons episodes out in one or two takes. Most of the time, just fucking one. Now, if you like me, that's impressive. If you don't like me, you're like, well, you're not that fucking funny anyway, so it shows. But that's okay. You know, I don't care which way the cookie crumbles for you. It's your cookie. Enjoy it however you like. But what I do know is that talking about this subject is just fucking making my blood boil. It's just frustrating. I kept trying to go through, kept trying to make it funny, and all it turned into was a fucking TED Talk lecture, and I was just like, fuck it, let the frustration out. Don't try to make it funny. Don't try to, you know, be positive and, and happy about it if you're not feeling it. Just let the feelings out as they are. Which was a little difficult for me because I want to always be honest with you, and I always want to, you know, be that positive source, but uh, not feeling too positive right fucking now. Feeling very frustrated. And it's really holding back that giggly sense of fun, that energy that I was able to bring to the last couple of Hysterical Horizons. But I think after this election, the next few days, that energy will definitely be coming back. So if this is your first time listening to Hysterical Horizons, I apologize for it not being as hysterical as it should have been. But in any case, I think this episode has been exactly what it fucking needed to be because this is the best material I've gotten in, I don't know, 10 hours of trying to record this shit. Because I'm never going to write a script, not for a podcast. If you write a script for a podcast, what the fuck are you doing? Come up with some subjects, riff and ad-lib, and just see where the fuck you end up. Be brave. If you're trying to be a comedian who's dabbling in like the material you're not supposed to dabble in anymore... Be very, very brave, because people are going to like it, but they're not going to talk about liking it, because they're not allowed to right now. So just be prepared to get a bunch of hate. It's okay, because you know what's better than any publicity? Bad publicity. It's better than any publicity. It is actually the best kind of publicity. I was actually trying to say, you know what's better than no publicity at all? Good publicity, but I was able to turn that bitch the fuck around, because the truth is... Good publicity is not as good as bad publicity. It really isn't. It's not going to get your name out there. Trisha Paytas knows that very well. That's why she's able to fucking mind fuck y'all on Twitter and get her name to trend so fucking often. I applaud that shit. It's some Andy Kaufman-level-esque shit. And the stuff last year that she brought up with her transgender coming out video was priceless. She was saying all the shit you're not supposed to say that made perfect fucking sense and then I start dating a transgender person, and I'm hearing this real transgender person having all those same thoughts, but they're trying to hide them because they're like, no, I'm not supposed to think or feel that way because I'm transgender. And I'm like, maybe you're trans personality. Maybe this shit doesn't have to do with what's between your legs. Maybe it has to do with the kind of person you are. Haven't you ever noticed that women dress masculinely? That they act masculinely at times if they choose to? That there's such a thing as the tomboy? You know, the girl who basically is a boy, she dresses like a boy and acts like a boy. Boy's sense of humor, likes boy stuff. I mean, sure, we, we might have called them tomboys a little derogatorily, but that's not around really anymore. I mean, they got called dykes a lot in the beginning, but it went away after a while, you know? They just stood their ground and were like, no, I'm going to dress and be whoever the fuck I want to be. But men are so fucking stupid that instead of doing that shit, we're just like, oh yeah. 
We need to cut off our dicks so we can wear a dress. You know, it's not just like we need to shave our backs and our hairy ass bodies and just put on a dress and a nice wig and just rock that shit. We have to, you know, change things about ourselves so that we can be that thing. That's what really fucks with my head when you ask a person, you want to watch an action movie? No, I'm not supposed to like those. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is what people are dealing with in this country, and yet some of these same people who are dealing with these kind of confusing fucking issues are trying to sit around and, and talking about politics like they, like, vote blue, it's our only hope. I'm like, I think you're in a place where you're not really able to see things very clearly, so I'm not going to take your political advice but I am going to feel sorry for the situation you're in because I think that the activists in your community are just fucking you you're over. I mean, they're going, don't say this to them, don't talk about these things, don't joke about these things. And so that just means that a trans person is going to have to fucking deal with this shit on their own. They're going to have to realize that it should make them feel horrible instead of they should just laugh at themselves. If you are a transgendered person who's trying so hard to sound feminine all the time, and you accidentally say, I gotta take a piss! You have two responses to that. You and the person you're with can either laugh at the mistake that happened and just go, that was funny. Like, that would, if that was in a movie, we would have all laughed. And because we're all friends, we would know we're not laughing at it because we don't like trans people. We're just laughing because it's funny. It doesn't have to come from a place of hate to be funny. Or... You can say that, I gotta take a piss, and then instantly feel your heart sink. And instantly just feel horrible about yourself. And instantly just feel self-conscious and worried, did somebody else hear that other than my friend? Is somebody gonna say something to me? But when you laugh at yourself, you take away the ability for anybody to hurt you that way. And what's even more fucked up about this, as I keep raising the issue, when you tell people, don't point and laugh at retards, you're fucking up their best source of income. There aren't a lot of jobs that retards are going to be able to do, and you're also going to give them a complex. Kid comes home going, Mommy, they were pointing and laughing at me, Mommy. It made my feelings be like doo-doo. A good mom's going to look at that little retarded child and go, Honey. You have a gift. What do you, what do you mean, mommy? Don't you see how sad you feel? Yeah, how do you think those people at school might feel sometimes? Well, I don't understand. Maybe they feel the way that you feel right now on the inside, and they're not even showing it. You, you mean people feel like this too and, and they, they don't show it? Yeah. And sometimes that's why when they see something that makes them laugh, that they laugh. And you have that gift, son. All you have to do is be yourself. And you bring joy to the world. I never looked at it that way, Mommy. You mean when people laugh at me, it's a good thing? You love Jim Carrey, don't you? Jim Carrey's the best thing ever. Look at everybody laughing at him being silly and wacky. You're right, Mommy. And do you know how much money he makes? I bet he makes a fuck ton of money, Mommy. 
You bet your sweet little ass he does. And you can too. Or, you know, we can just tell that kid, Mommy, they were laughing at me. Come here, let me hold you, my child. Let me pity you and feel sorry for you. I'm so sorry that they made fun of my baby. You need to feel this pain. You need to feel sorry for yourself because Mommy feels sorry for you. We can either laugh and ridicule life, or we can take it so seriously that it slowly fucking kills us inside until one day... We decide to take a vacation to the Grand Canyon. And we're looking over the edge going, huh. One small leap and I'm free. Whoopee! I instantly regret this! If we're not allowed to talk about it, people are going to do it. Because you don't realize, you know, you think I'm going to go to the tallest fucking place and jump. Yeah, just so you have more time to think about what's fucking fixing to happen. I'd want to jump off. I mean, if you're going to jump to your death, jump on a spike or something. It's going to be painful either way, but, you know, try to land on something that's closer to your proximity. So you don't have to be in the middle of the air screaming, going, I regret this. By that same breath. Maybe if you're a transgendered person who thinks that you're a girl, you need to hear some people going, you know what, I don't think you're really a woman. I think you're a dude with feminine traits and a feminine personality, and I think that's fucking awesome. And I think you can change your name to whatever the fuck you want to change it to, but I think if you're going to go get that dock to cut off your cock, you might fucking regret it. And the reason you might fucking regret that shit is because it isn't going to work the same for you. Now, I mean, you're going to have the costuming part. You're going to be able to look down and go, Yay! I have a vagina! And men are going to be able to fuck you in the vagina with lubricant, of course, because you're not going to be able to get wet. And you're going to feel something. It's not at all what women feel, but you're going to feel something. You're not going to be able to have a period. You're not going to be able to carry a child. But you're going to walk around thinking that you are now a legitimate woman because you've turned your cock inside out. That sounds very fucking cruel, and even I thought that sounded cruel towards the end. But it's the fact that we're not allowed to say those things. And what if there's that one person who goes and turns their cock inside out and then actually has all of those feelings hit them and then they kill themselves because they realize they did something they can never fucking take back. Because nobody ever was like, hey, I know that everybody's constantly talking so positively about this and they're constantly enabling you, but maybe, just maybe, you need to hear from the other side so you can make an informed decision. I'm not trying to stop you. I just want you to have all the information so that when you make a life-altering choice, you don't choose to make another life-altering choice that is ending your fucking life because you regret that other life-altering choice. Do you feel me? And that's why any transgendered person who tells me fuck you for the shit that I've said about them on this podcast, I will stand loud and proud and look at you and go, fuck you too, honey, because you don't care about your community. You care about yourself. You care about being seen as a woman by the world at large. You care about having that, that W on your license. You care about all that shit. But when it comes to your fellow fucking transgendered brothers and sisters, you don't give a fuck. You're only thinking about what applies to you, not what could apply to those other people, not what they might possibly need. 
You're wanting to make universal laws that just apply to your life experience, not realizing there are a plethora of life experiences, and you're fucking confusing people. And everybody is just keeping their damn mouth shut, and you know what? I actually care about transgender people. So I'm not going to be one of them who's just going to shut the fuck up because you fucking tell me so. I'm not going to sit here thinking that calling a white supremacist a nigger isn't hilarious just because a white person tells me it's not. If a black person tells me it's not hilarious, I'm going to instantly go, no, you should never think that's funny, and if you don't think it's funny, that's cool. I'm still going to think it's funny because I'm free to do so, and I'm not calling you any bad words, and I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to hurt the people who hurt you, maybe a little bit, but mostly I'm just trying to make people laugh at the absurdities of the world. And if that bothers you and you're black, then I will apologize to you because nobody else has. And even though the joke isn't directed at you and I'm not apologizing for the joke, I am apologizing for the fact that you felt hurt or upset or at some point in this podcast or any other podcast or anything I've done, maybe you felt I was racist. I apologize for that. Because nobody else has come out and just tried to fucking say that shit. Like, yeah, I find this shit funny and I'm still going to say it. I'm not going to not say it. But I do feel sorry if you took it the wrong way. But here's the reality. When I go on Twitter and I see black people getting upset at uh, liberal comedians for doing these jokes, it's not black people I really see getting upset at the liberal comedians for doing these jokes. You know, you'd think it would be. And you see some, but you see an overwhelming majority of white people bitching about this shit. It's almost like the black people have bigger issues to worry about, and they just don't care about this shit that doesn't fucking matter. A joke is a joke, unless that joke is literal hate speech. If somebody's telling a joke that is pointing out hypocrisies, or that isn't just going up going, hey, black people are the N-word, hearty, hearty, heart. See, I wouldn't even use the N-word as a part of that joke because the context is shifted in the wrong direction. It's not a joke that I would ever think you could say with the N-word, even to make that point. Because it's too close. It's not like you're making a joke where it's a slave fucking owner and a slave, and the slave owners call him to slave the N-word, and then the slave calls the owner the N-word, realizing they're the real niggers. Context to our words matters. Some people are going to get offended off jump from the knee-jerk reaction because there are very few people who think retardedly as I do. And it isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card, by the way. I'm legitimately autistic and mentally retarded. My brain does not work like a neurotypical. I do not understand certain social norms, which is also why I find the idea of racism both horrific and hilarious. I find the reality of racism horrific. I find the idea that it could ever exist hilarious because in my mind, that's the only response to something so fucking stupid is just to laugh at it because it is retarded to think that people thought you couldn't relate to somebody because of the color of their skin. But where that actually came from really had less to do with the color of their skin and the difference of their culture. But I love learning about other cultures. I always have. I grew up wanting to watch foreign movies from Hong Kong and watching black exploitation movies and French films and just films from any place I could find. I especially love Asian cinema. I mean, Japanese cinema in particular. Like, Thai films are awesome. 
Hong Kong films are awesome, but fucking Japanese cinema, whether it's anime or their actual fucking movies, is just out-fucking-standing. And it has everything to do with the fact that you are watching another culture tell stories like our own through their own lens, and that makes them so original and so fascinating. And that's why I think at a certain point, it's really interesting if you're a white person to be able to listen to these other cultures and make them a part of yourself. I look at white culture and I'm just like, there isn't really a culture for white people. We've either stolen from other cultures or we're just racist, greedy pigs. So when I look out at the fucking world, I'm like, the people that I fucking want to emulate aren't always white. You know, I grew up adoring Richard Pryor, Chris Rock. These are people, I mean, Richard Pryor especially, that man is a fucking legend because there is no other comedian who's ever been as vulnerable as that man could be. There are some sets that I watch now, I'm just like, it's not even funny to me anymore because I can see where it fucking comes from. I'm like, oh, you're making this stuff funny and I really need to laugh because I know you want me to laugh, but damn, Richard, this stuff is like fucking serious. And it's funny, but it's also serious. And... It's, it's something that I've never seen another comedian pull off, ever. Nobody's ever been able to pull off what Richard could. Not even the great George Carlin. Not even him. Not even Robin Williams could pull this shit off. Richard Pryor was somebody who could make anything funny, could always make you laugh, could always come from that sensitive angle. And yet, he could talk about shit that when you've heard it enough times, you'd realize, this is fucking sad. Like, this sucks. Like, this fucking incredible human being has had a shit-tastic life. They deserve so much fucking better. Look at all the joy this fucking dude has brought to the world. That sucks. It sucks when fucked up people who make us laugh because they're able to think of fucked up shit eventually would have been canceled for bringing joy to our lives. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Richard Pryor or George Carlin, could do any of their material today. And I know that Richard Pryor stopped using the uh, N-word in the middle of his uh, stand-up career, or actually later towards the end of his stand-up career, if you really want to be accurate about it. But it was also because he was talking about referring to black people as the N-word, and that's also where it finally struck me. It's like, and it isn't really funny to use the N-word and like, oh yeah, these niggas were doing this and these niggas were doing that. That's racist. And I should have said these N-words, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going, these niggers are fucking doing something evil. I was just going, these niggers are doing that, and these niggers are doing this. But that's referring to a black person as a nigger, and that's wrong. And that's what fucking Richard Pryor realized. He's like, there isn't a such thing as a nigger. But, but I actually disagree with him, because I think white people are the real niggers. Specifically, liberal white people. How lazy can you fuckers be? You're so awake and aware to all the problems in the world, but you just want to sit on the couch? You just want to sit on the fucking couch and wait for Joe old Biden to come in and fucking rip small businesses apart again? I mean, I'm sure he's going to do some good shit too, don't get me wrong. But Trump's done some good shit too. It doesn't make him a good guy either. The only difference with Trump is we know exactly where we stand with this evil, diabolical piece of shit. But people somehow really believe that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris care about them. They're just better liars.
They're better political speakers. They know how to avoid the things they're not supposed to say. Which is what makes them actually worse than Trump. Because we have no fucking clue what they are. But that's not me telling you to go vote for Trump. A vote for Trump is a stupid vote. Because he isn't going to fix things either. The point is, we can't fucking hope these people are going to fix anything. If you fucking want to have faith and hope in Camilla and Biden, do it. If you want to have faith and hope in Trump, do it. But, how about beyond just voting in a political leader? We all start picking up a broom, a rake, whatever the fuck's around. And we start picking up the pieces together. What if we decided to let anybody vote for whoever the fuck they want to vote for, since voting is so important, and since it's a part of our American democracy, let's not shame people for who they're voting for, since no matter where you stand, one side's going to look like the winner, and one side's going to look like the loser, and one side's going to look like the hero, and one side's going to look like the villain, and very few retards are going to stand in the middle of the aisle going, they're both the fucking same, y'all are being set up for disappointment, and I just don't want to see you guys committing suicide left and right, but, um, you know... You guys just do you. I've been told that enough when I just try to, you know, say politely on Twitter, hey, don't you think that we should just work together and, you know, ask not what our country can do for us, but ask what we can do for our country? I know I butchered it, but it's okay. You got the point. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it to the point that it's frustrated me so that I've sat here rambling about it for an hour. And I think that I've rambled about it enough to make a point that if you've listened to it for this long, you were at least going, all right, I don't understand everything this person's saying, and they're not expressing themselves always in the properest of ways, but he is making some decent points. That's all I fucking want to do. I mean, as soon as I heard, you know, Bill Burr talk about his dad like that, like, he's not expressing himself in the healthiest of ways, but he's making some good points. I was like, that's my dad, and that's me. You know, I don't know how to properly express myself. And I don't know why I have these strange fucked up thoughts. But I know I have them and I know they're what makes me a snowflake and an individual. And that's why I am so glad and so happy to have them. I just wish that there were other people who also had them that I could discuss these things with. So, you know, I could be part of that little echo chamber like everybody on Twitter is a part of, you know. That's the one thing that sucks. If you're that dude who stands in the middle, you don't get to get in an echo chamber. You don't get to be surrounded by all the people who agree with you and just like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You just have to stand there being told you're wrong by both sides going, statistically, that's not possible. You both can't be fucking right and fucking wrong at the same time, and I can't be wrong and right at the same fucking time either. You can't both be telling me I'm wrong and you're right, and the other side can't be telling me I'm wrong and you're right, because I'm just looking at it like, well, then maybe you're both right and you're both wrong. And that means that statistically it's more likely that I'm closer to being the rightest one than you are. Not because I really want to be, but just because I'm looking at this shit logically. I really don't want to be. It's like Spock. You know, he doesn't want to be captain. Some people find the idea of being captain fascinating, but it does not appeal to Spock. And it does not appeal to me because I don't fucking get this shit. It confuses me. I think the funniest fucking part about this whole frustrating episode is the fact that it does legitimately just confuse me as a known retard to look at my fellow American citizens and go, if I'm diagnosed as a retard, what the fuck are all these people? 
And that brings us to this end of this episode of Hysterical Horizons. Butchered it yet again? Don't really give a fuck because, you know, who cares? It's just a podcast. Odds are there probably aren't that many people still listening right now. But if there are, well, shit, I should feel a lot more highly of myself now, shouldn't I? Thank you for building my confidence. You know what? I understand that in the future there are going to be a bunch of people listening to this. Just because who the fuck knows where these podcasts go. So, later days and I'll be back with some more either insanity or positivity. I don't know which next, but you'll be the ones who fucking find out later days.